Professor P.J. Furfenmeyer Bonerson, Head of Scienceology at the Adventuring College of Faerun. Many cultures and customs of the various lineages of our realm are truly astounding. But the drow are truly fascinating. Yes. In the Underdark, most are separated into different royal houses, each ruled by a matriarchal figure. Men are treated as second-class citizens, primarily used for mating and other monotonous tasks. Another fascinating note of the drow is their view on nurture versus nature. Or, more appropriately, torture versus nature. <laughs> Most drow of the Underdark follow the cutthroat teachings of Loth, the Spider Queen, who creates an environment where doing good is punished. She wants to see the chaos of her worshippers who fight for her favor by any means necessary. So, despite what many would have you think, not all drow are evil. It is just the zealous matriarch of the Underdark that creates this behavior. Best from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good better quest. Good, better quest, everyone. Uh, I am, of course, your Fungin Master, David Hallman, and I am here to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons with you. No, with my friends for your entertainment. Sorry, do you guys remember when I said I wouldn't talk about my horrific <laughs> diarrhea? I'm going to bring up my <laughs> horrific diarrhea right now. We're all friends guys, here. It's fine. Don't don't drink the water if you go to other countries. Uh, no one explained it to me very well. Um, it, just now, it, it is for water treatment purposes. That is that is why it is not that it's dirty water. It is because they treat it differently, and your stomach bacteria cannot handle it. This is why so. you need to purchase the GBQ Good Brita Quest. <laughs> good yes. Brita Quest, exactly. Yes. Oh wait, this good, episode Good Brita Quench. Good oh, good Guys, you, you realize that like early in season two, we made some bullshit jokes about being sponsored by Brita, or it was either by Brita or by some other thing. Like it was, it was very much like that. And it was like, it was yeah, because it was like, um, we'll bring it to you direct to your house. It was, it was the beginning of season three, Doug. Well, it's <laughs> been that long. It's been that yeah. long. Oh, Jesus, age. It's been yeah. so long. I mean, I've had two whole ass kids since the last season. <laughs> 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 I bet you oh, had two man. asshole kids too. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh god. All right. So, previously on Dragon Ball Z, you guys came to the Upper Dark, which is basically like a. It's basically like a Wild West theme park that is Underdark themed. You were given a mission by Tilstrayo Pound, the man who owns the park and also, weirdly, kind of cyborgy, just like Siggy. He wants you to investigate this problem he's noticed with some of his Warforged. He has asked you to investigate some of his Acmatronics because they are going off script in a very strange way and it's not traceable, it's not predictable. So he has asked you to go into that. While after a wardrobe sequence where everyone decided to wear leopard print, you found yourselves in Tappy's Tavern in Touchstone Keep, uh, where you met a drow priestess and her two male drow guards, uh, only to find out that she seems to also be involved with the Elder One, as you guys have come to know them. 
and somehow or another, she is connected to Moth. You guys have decided to follow her to Grimvale, the drow city, essentially, in the Upper Dark, and help this priestess overthrow the usurper, who you're fairly certain is Moth. Because Cash said, is her name Moth? And the lady was like, how did you know the usurper's name? She was like, hell yeah. And I was like, fuck everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, here we are. She's she's about ready to get rolling. But Nolan, you said you had, uh, you you wanted to. Let me, let me paint this picture for her. Paint it. Paint Um, it. As, as the drow priestess is leaving Tappy's Tavern, Yardy, Yardy stands up as she leaves and, you know, she's making her exit and he turns to Durak and he pulls out the chair next to him at the table that he was sitting at. Durak, uh, may I have a word before we find our, our, uh, heart-stricken companion? I, I would like to address some things that I'm sure you overheard me saying. Durak has kind of anticipated that there was a conversation like this coming. And um, he just sits down. He, he also has a mug of ale in his hand. You have no <laughs> idea where he got it from, but he definitely has a mug of ale in his hand. As Durak comes over, Yardy's tail scoots his chair underneath Durak so that he can sit comfortably. And Yardy unslings the full moon boom, and he lays it across the table in front of him. And it's not pointed at anybody. It's it's kind of this dividing line between Durak and Yardy. The symbol that Yardy has put on there, uh, I, I'll remind the audience, there are seven symbols that Yardy's put on there to reflect Salune's seven stars. The top three are Yardy in the middle, Cash on the left, and Durak on the right. And as Yardy is closest to Durak... The, the symbol of Durak begins to shine this, this silvery white as he's talking to him. Yardi sighs very heavily, and he takes a deep breath to look at Durak. Listen, I, I know you have a connection with Moth. I understand that she has helped forge you into what you have become. And I, I can respect that to a point, but... You've seen the chaos that she's brought. And that is not something that I can condone. Above this, she has hurt my best friend in ways that I truly do not understand. And I'm not sure I care to at this point. But I will not allow her to do to Cass what she did to Nedrag. Now, when we find her, I will allow you to speak to her first, to try and glean what she's doing. Maybe there is some form of penance she is trying to do for the crimes she has committed. But, I will say, if her answer is unsatisfactory, I hope you will join me in making sure that she has paid for her crimes. And while Yardi is discussing with Durak the, the silver flame that's in the flints in his tail slowly kind of creeps up his tail and it comes to the back of his skull and his his face gets shadowed kind of by the the light that's being given off by the the flame on the back of his body and on the very center of his forehead this star that keeps going from four points to five points kind of like a star in the night that you see is flickering in and out and his right eye, the same side of the gun that Durak's on, also begins to shine in this silver light as he's looking at Durak. And he reaches out his hand across the full moon boom, and he puts it onto Durak's shoulder, and he says, In the last year, you and I have grown close, and I, I don't think we've addressed this or talked about this, but I, I think you feel a similar connection that I have. And I would like to share this with you as as closely as possible because you are my brother. 
and I will protect you even if you will not protect me in the face of Moth. And I want you to know how important you have grown in my heart. And he takes his hand off and he, he sits quietly for Durak's response. Durak uh, wipes his face and says, um, Yarny, you remember the other night we were sitting out down in the tavern and we was drunk as hell. But you remember we was talking and I told you that if she's to hurt Cash, she's to hurt you. And all the grace I have for her is forfeit. So, my brother, if it goes down like that, I'm on your side. Always on your side. And he drinks his drink and sits back. Yardy stands up and holds out his fist for a fist bump, trying to actually do it correctly this time. And Durak swats the shit out of it. I want to say, as Durak swats my hand, this silver light kind of explodes out of my hand. And all of the flame that was curling up my back recedes back into my tail. This contract is sealed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Durak, Durak kind of looks at him and like, that was neat. And, um, and then, he, then he turns around and goes like, as if this conversation hasn't happened and yet because this conversation has happened. Siggy walks back over to you two. She has a lot of money in her hands. <laughs> and uh, she looks at you guys and she says, um, I cheated at cards and won. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, nobody, nobody say it too loud, but I have a lot of money now. <laughs> and yeah. She's she just she's grinning ear to ear, but also looking side to side, and as you look behind her, like you do see the the Durgar she was playing cards with are definitely grumpy. <laughs> so who's got the fancy bag? Doesn't Cash has a bag a, of holding? Has a bag yeah. of holding, right? I think Cash still has it, correct? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is Cash, where is Cash at this point? He's outside. Damn it. Okay. All right. So Durak was trying to walk away all like all cool-like, and then he hears Siggy running all the jangling of the coins and whatnot in her hands, and um, he turns back around. He kind of sums up the situation, and he grabs he grabs everybody. Um, like he grabs Siggy and, uh, and Yardy, and pulls them down into a huddle, and he goes, all right, everybody grab some of that treasure, and we'll walk out of here like we ain't got nothing. <laughs> so we divide up the spoils so that we can all carry it and not look suspicious like Siggy does. Siggy puts all hers into Cherry's mouth, <laughs> where you actually see more gold. <laughs> oh, Durak, Durak tosses his in there, too, because he doesn't want to carry all that shit. I didn't know the Cherry yeah. was an option. He already scoops yeah. all of his into his pants. Nice. He just, he just opens his pants up and scoops it in. It's like cargo shorts it. with just like the pockets are just heavy. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It looks like he's got just like, just lumpy pants. Yeah. Oh, my lumpy pants. <laughs> what are they called? Like job purrs? Like with the thigh yeah. huge, like filled, just filled with money. They don't just call me a chunky boy for <laughs> no reason, you know? It, it just so much cellulite. I, I just... <laughs> Thick and chunky. Everything is awful. You guys get outside. The priestess and her two guards are sitting on these three giant lizards. I, it's clear that they're mounts. The priestess looks around at you all and says, And I suppose you'll be following on foot? Can I get one of them lizards? No. No, you may not. All right, I reckon I'll follow on foot then. Siggy <laughs> just kind of looks, and she she looks at Cherry, and she says, I I don't, I guess someone else could sit here if they want. Cherry licks its lips. Nope. <laughs> nope, I have written on enough weird things today. Siggy, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're all square here. I'll follow on foot. Oh, Cash, uh, hey, toss us, toss me the bag of holding. I, I toss her the bag. I toss yeah. the bag into Cherry's mouth because I assume it's just gonna open its maw and just <laughs> accept the bag. <laughs> it catches 
the bag with its tongue, Mm-mm. and its tongue becomes a chute, and you see just a thousand gold pieces go into this bag. Oh, it's gonna be nice when we get to the next town. And uh, that's canon. And There's says, thousands of gold pieces in there. Yeah, I, I just There's one thousand. I want one thousand. I want to point out, Yardy still has some in his pants. I have not taken mine out. Uh, but also, Cherry is my f- the best creation in D&D I have ever, ever made. Yep. And the flavor that David has put into it is <laughs> absolutely my favorite thing that has ever happened in any game I've ever played. I, I adore Cherry. I feel like you could have just stopped that sentence at the best thing ever made in D&D. <laughs> Period. <laughs> we did it. Cherry, that was it. We can all go we home. <laughs> we won D&D. Did, we won D&D. We can finally tell our parents. Yes, we did win. We did win. Are you winning, son? (laughs) Are there any places to rent or buy mounts? Or are we just... Is it going to hinder us to walk? Because Yardy's up for walking, but he's also up for executing the mission as quickly as possible. I think what the priestess is implying is that you guys will just follow their trail if you don't have mounts. That's fine. But... There would be a place to rent, rent or buy some mounts. I'm sorry. I just thought about renting those things at the mall that those kids ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the animals that go like a quarter of a mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. I think Yardy just, Yardy pats his pants where all the coins are and just goes, hey, my, my treat, if you want to ride, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can pay for it. It's about 250 gold pieces in uh, Yardy's pants. Listen, pal, I'll throw in, I'll help out all those breakfast burritos you bought me over the last amount of time. Yes, let's let's go see. Let's at least inquire about how much, how much could it cost? I love that the meal plan definitely just includes those breakfast burritos. (laughs) And Cash is still lying that he has money that he'll pay back. Sad, sad time. <laughs> Yardy goes to whatever is the most obvious place to rent a mount and knocks on the door to see who answers. You come to a, uh, a place called Rotleb's Goods. A Durgar swings a door open and he says, What do you want? Hello, my fine, um... You, I would like to rent uh, at, at a minimum of three mounts. Uh, do you have those uh, uh, um, tasty lizard doohickeys that these uh, other people are riding on? He has a cigarette in his hand. He just takes a, a long drag from it. And he just... Yes. <laughs> I have lizards. <laughs> do you want a lizard? You want three lizards? I have lizards. <laughs> Filthy cat man. Yes, I have lizards. <laughs> and he he gestures to his right where a stable is, and there are three very sickly looking lizards. <laughs> no. They just one of them is is missing its tail. You know, like like some lizards. You know, it pops yeah. off. And you can see it's growing back. Um, but it's growing back with two tails instead of one. It's weird. One of them has, <laughs> one of them has a lazy eye, and one of them's just blue. It's fucking weird, right? You ever see a blue lizard? <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> Yardy turns back to Cash and goes, "I am uh, less confident about spending my money here than I was about five seconds ago. Um, are you okay with walking? You, you are that big, strong." You know, uh, powerful man. We, we, uh, you could carry all of us and we're all just there if you Yachty. wanted to. Yachty. it's yes, it's shh, shh, shh. Cash just like takes his finger and like puts it on Yardy's lips. Um, <laughs> Yardy starts purring. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be afraid that one of these bad boys would break down halfway to where we're going, and you know, I'm sure Durak could speak with. I don't even know if he could speak with. And I just look over at the one that has a lazy eye, and it's just like, like his tongue is hanging out. I'm yeah. like, hey, yeah, let's just walk on foot. <laughs> these these feel like a liability. 
it's it's redirecting the eye that it wants to move with its tongue. <laughs> Yardy turns back to the Duergar and addresses him and goes, uh, on, on second thought, I actually remember we are being uh, covered by the university's insurance and they don't uh, cover uh, lizards. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, good sir. <laughs> What do you say? No, 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 no. Come look. He goes over to the lizards. <laughs> He's, he smacks one. This lizard can just, you have no idea how many miles this lizard has in it. He smacks it. <laughs> it falls to the ground. <laughs> He's tired. He's just sleeping. The, pi- the pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. Babies for miles. <laughs> Yardy, Yardy just he closes the door and waves, and then he's gonna use his his feline agility and walk 120 feet away from the guy <laughs> as fast as he can. I imagine he's doing it backwards. No, yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> a just... backwards power walk. Like that's what yeah. Yardy's doing. Cash, Cash turns around and realizes how fast Yardy's going. Like Yardy, I hate when you do that. You know that I can't walk that fast, and just starts like. <laughs> Uh, Durak, who has been standing in the same spot this whole time, <laughs> watching the other lizards walk off, so he'd have a good idea which way to go. Good, good call. He uh, he starts thinking to himself, and it might be the heartstrings, but he he starts thinking to himself. Well, oh, I bet them two is getting into some. Oh, all them NASCAR boys getting into some crazy shit. <laughs> How them new boys gonna get out of this? <laughs> he, thinks himself, he, he thinks himself. Oh, I bet them boys up to some shenanigans now. And uh, and and sure enough, as they come bolting through the uh, uh, through the city gate, as uh, 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 towards where he's standing, he looks he looks up. He sees they don't have mounts, and he just puts his hands up like, "Why don't we have mounts?" But in his in his heart, he knows he knows exactly why they don't have mountains. That's because there were no good mountains, and we didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> you guys travel. I never mentioned it, but the the priestess said that it was going to be probably a day and a half's travel. So y'all are going to run into three events along the way. I would like to just anybody. Actually, all of you, roll 1d6 and tell me what you got. Show me what you got. Four. I <laughs> want to see what you got. Four is what I got. I rolled a six. I rolled a one. Oh, no. That's okay. <laughs> I got one a is rock. Actually, <laughs> one is actually my favorite. No! <laughs> I'm quite pleased. Fuck. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do Doug, Kate, Nolan for these. You're walking for a little bit. You're following the trail very easily, Durak. Your 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 woodly survival senses are paying off dividends here. You've only been around one of these lizards, you know, for a little bit, but the stench is incredibly trackable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys pass. Uh, along your way, what looks to be an abandoned archaeological dig site. There's pickaxes, there are some dragon bones, and a uh, a mine shaft that has collapsed. Not a mine shaft, sorry. That's not something you find in an archaeological <laughs> dig site. You know that classic archaeological mine shaft. There, there are some mine carts uh, on rails to like help get dirt out of the the big hole the hole's probably 40 feet deep so that's one of the things you run into i am judging by looking at you guys you don't want to investigate it so that's fine no you already does okay i'm scared (laughs) um is is there an easy way to enter the hole yeah there's ramps like like there's there's inclines for the carts uh to go up and down Yardy wants to go down and and grab one of the dragon bones that is available. Okay. The smallest one is like a, a kind of a phalange piece of a wing. He, he grabs it and he, he weighs it 
and he, he he gives it a couple of chomps with his teeth, and then he just slings it through his belt, and he he walks back up. <laughs> Fucking okay. <laughs> Durak is standing there with his hands on his hips, just nodding in approval. Yes, <laughs> yes, Yardy, that's that's exactly what you do. Good kid. That's what you do with like, bones. I feel like archaeology is just fancy grave robbing. Am I wrong? Is that all this is? <laughs> Durak doesn't get it, but he does. He does. He does feel like he does feel that Yardy really wants to check this out, and he did just have this conversation with Yardy about how he's like. You know, on his side, whatever. So I feel like Durag is gonna kind of look at Yardy and be like, "All right, look, I think it's a bad idea, but if you want to go, we'll go." Well, Yardy turns to Durag with the the dragon bone. He's just holding it, and he goes, "I, I, I've been trying to pay attention, and it's very difficult for me sometimes when Nedrag and Blackrod Jim are talking, and I heard them over, I, I overheard them say." that dragon bones can be distilled into elemental, uh, you, uh, you, you know, you can use them to make magical properties on things. And I wanted to bring Nedra You're back. losing me. You're losing it, me. Yeah, I, I know. I don't really get it either. I'm just regurgitating. Um, it, something, something, something cool dragon bones. And I uh, wanted to bring it Ziggy's back. Ziggy's nodding <laughs> the entire time. All right. <laughs> so all we needed was that dragon bone. We can keep on going. Yes. Oh, yes. Right, I'm, I'm very satisfied. Oh, Yachty, I thought you got it in case we run into a giant dog or something. You could just toss the bone and the dog would go after it. And, but magic, that makes more sense. Sounds like a solid plan to Durak as well, though. It's like, oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yardy is very indignant. You, you, you think I would lower myself to give something away to one of the canine species? I would simply show him my butthole and told, tell him where to go <laughs> afterwards. You know... <laughs> Always with the butthole. Sorry, Siggy says that. Always with the butthole. <laughs> All right, you guys venture forth, still following the uh, the lizard path with ease. It's the upper dark, which is the underdark. So there is no fucking sun, but you get the sense that it's been a while since you slept, and you feel as though it is time for sleeples. In the distance you see a campfire and some shadowy figures sitting around it. And you hear like a, a deep laugh every once in a while. <laughs> like that. Cash slings his great axe, his crappy great axe over his shoulder. And he's like, look, fellas, they're either going to share their campfire with us or we just found ourselves a free camp spot. Uh... Check it out? Yeah? I mean, you've got that giant dragon bone. The least you could do is whack him with it or something. That's what you're doing with it, right? No, magic. I'm sorry. Magic. That's right. <laughs> is there a place for good cover, like, anywhere near some rocks or some trees or something to hide behind? There's some, some rocks, and uh, you do see... It's not trees in the Underdark. It's giant mushrooms. Okay, of, I dig, I dig. stalag... Is it mites on the ground? They hang tight, tight from the ceiling. Might be a stalagmite if it's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's I should I know this. <laughs> See, I thought it was stalagmite if it's mounted to the ceiling. Stalagmite if it's on the fucking floor. <laughs> I'm, pretty sh- I'm pretty sure you're right because, like, tights, the T hangs down, and mites, you make big humps. I have no idea. Also, we are gonna you are a rock right? doctor. I should know this. I should know this. It is my deepest doctor. shame. We're singing rock doctor to the theme of uh, rock lobster. That's going to be oh, yeah. rock doctor. <laughs> rock doctor. <laughs> Yardy notices that Durak is looking for some shadowy spots, and he goes up, and he, he gives him a slap on the butt. <clears throat> and as he gives him the slap on the butt, you see some cat hair <clears throat> off of Durak, and he casts guidance on him. And he goes... <clears throat> Uh, why don't you go tell us if these are friendly folks or fiendly folks? Derek turns around to Yardy and he realizes he's going to have to address all this touching at some point. But right now, <laughs> right now he's going to allow it. And um, he says, look, you post up right here. Go ahead and get a beat on one of them. And uh, I'm going to go out there and, and say hello. Now, Cash, I think we ought to go up individually. 
so you stay here just for a minute. And once I start talking, I'm going to tell them I got compatriots. And you'll come out, and then we'll say hello. And we'll, if everything's good, we'll say we'll bring our final member out. But we need to make sure everything's good before we do that. What, you think they can't handle all this jelly I've got? What? This, this, is the outfit too much? Look, Tell Cash, me now. Cash, if you, if you want to go... <laughs> Cash, if you want to go on there on your own, man, that's cool. I don't no, think no, they're dangerous. I mean, no, listen, <laughs> listen, pal. No, <laughs> that's that's your thing. I'm more of the background, the background bard. That's actually really good. That's what I should go by now. The background bard. I'll let you go ahead. Durak grumbles something, and nobody knows what it is, and he <laughs> just starts walking towards the uh, starts walking towards the campfire, not trying to be Fucking sneaky. Millennials figuring <laughs> figuring that um that Cash is gonna follow, but he's not trying to be sneaky. He's just doing his big lopy Durak walk, and um and enters the firelight. Yardy unslings the full moon boom again, and as to Durak's directions, he does get one of them in his sights, and he stays in the shadows and just has them targeted. Uh, give me a stealth roll, Nolan. Also, Cash is just kind of, I'm not on the path. I'm not trying to be sneaky. I just kind of stepped off the path to not be like yeah. some man standing in the middle of a path. Yeah, just, <laughs> I am woodsman. It's a 22 for me, David. Okay, I have to look up this now. <laughs> Seems like a 22, whatever he wants to do, a 22 would do. You'd think so. Nolan will understand why I have to look it up. Uh. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, Durak, you lope over. Yardy, you have your, uh, your sights on one of them. Uh, you, you can't really make them out there. They're silhouetted by the fire. And, uh, Cash, you're just, you're just kind of hanging around. Durak, you, well, no, that's what you were doing, right? Yeah, I'm just... Just hanging out. Background bard. Yeah. Background bard. Background bard. <laughs> and Siggy's staying close to um, Cash. Direct. what you see are three party members sitting around a campfire. There is a drow in a green cloak, a dwarf with a red beard, and uh, two broken horns on his helmet, and what appears to be a barbarian holding a... a a warhammer, and the uh, the drow looks at you and he says, "What ho, friend! I am Dort Strouden. It's a pleasure to meet you." Durak looks behind him and and just waves. Says, "All right, guys, y'all can come on out." <laughs> Dort whistles with his two fingers and says, "Gunwaver, come!" And <laughs> a <laughs> a black panther. Uh, moves past Yardy over to the fire and says <laughs> and it speaks it says oh, I was scared Dorst <laughs> and he says no need to fear you giant scaredy cat <laughs> he says allow me to introduce my friends this is Brent Fighting Mallet my friend and king of the dwarves <laughs> and this is Wolf Guy and he gestures to the barbarian. <laughs> and he says, And who might you be? Durak looks around. <laughs> he he fully turns his back on the people at the campfire to look at <laughs> to look at Cash and Yardy and Siggy. And he leans in, he's like, Guys, can we just can we just move on? Can we just... <laughs> I don't like I don't like these guys a bit. I don't think Siggy. they're evil. I just think they're creepy. Siggy uh, pulls up and um, she says, I actually think I know what this is. There's a lot of stories about a, uh, a drow in the Underdark. It kind of seems like the Upper Dark couldn't get the rights to those stories. And I think this is their best attempt. I think they're probably okay. But they are unsettling. And they're, they've started singing uh, a song of, like, some battle that they went through. And and Siggy's like, I mean, it's an easy camp, but it's also, it seems a steep price. 
Cherry is unblinkingly staring at Gunwaver the Panther. Yeah, Yardy, Yardy has reslung the full moon boom, and he walks up to Cash and he just whispers into his ear, I knew that Panther was there. I, I knew, it the whole, <laughs> knew it the whole time. Also, you know, they say that the background is the most important part of any picture because it's, you know, the majority of it. So uh, I would say that, uh, you know, our big, our big, big, strong background bard is probably, uh, I like it. I like it. It's a lot of alliteration there. It's very good. See, it's um, good. It's good. It's good stuff. I thought so. I thank you, Yardy. Listen, also, that I... Brent guy, he's, he's creeping me out. I don't, I don't like him. Ah, I am Brent fighting Mallet. I am king of the dwarves. Ziggy says, what is that dialect supposed to be? Cash, <laughs> Cash just d- turns to Yard and goes, no, 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 no. The Underdark is weird enough. The mushrooms, the weird train car, Traegar worm. This by far is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst part. <laughs> Derek agrees like wholeheartedly. I'm ready to move on. As you guys are having this conversation, you see that suddenly... Uh, the four party members freeze. Uh, someone who works for the park appears to be approaching, and they're holding a tablet and they're punching some things into it. And they say, "Oh, um, sorry, I, I didn't realize people were interacting with um, the the friends, uh, the friends group. We." Um, Apparently, Dort's Drowden and the rest of the names are still too close, so we're going to have to rework them a little bit. Have the campsite. I'm very sorry. I have to take uh, these four away for uh, further testing. I'm, I'm so sorry about this. Please. He pulls out four pieces of paper that uh, say free meal voucher at Touchstone Keep. Uh, he says, please take these. Um, it is good for a uh, an it is good for a decent or lower meal at uh, Touchstone Keep Tappy's Tavern. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Yardy looks at him and goes, does that include breakfast burritos? We don't call them breakfast burritos. We uh, we call them breakfast bullets. Comes in a, um, it comes in a commemorative holder that looks like, you know, a bullet, the, the monster. Basically, you... you you push its butt and more of the burrito comes out of its mouth. It's, um, it's, but yeah, it's covered. It's, it's covered. Cash turns to Turek and Yardy. Why is everything here the worst? <laughs> and I turn back to this, it's... I turn back to this person and I say, listen, my friends and I paid good money to be here. We wanted to see the friend group. It turns back to the guys and winks. I think we deserve a better meal voucher and free drinks. Give me a persuasion check. Hell yeah, I'll give you a persuasion. 18. He uh, he looks at his tablet, and you can kind of see on there, like, he has your files uh, <laughs> and, and stuff on that thing. But he says, no, that's fine. We can, we can do that. He hands you four more vouchers. That, that just say uh, Heroes Feast uh, on it. So he's like, yeah, that's a, uh, a special thing we do. It's it's dinner and a show, so you can get that. And it's, uh, it's two free drinks and a seven-course meal, as well as a really fun kind of uh, circle solo. Um, you know, it's a, it's a circus. It's um, circus solo. It's, it's there. I'm going to go now. And he, uh... Yes, go before I wish to speak with your manager. He, uh, he walks off. And you, you hear the Dordst robot kind of malfunction a little bit and go, Ha ha! Ha ha! Ha ha! He says, God damn it, stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, yeah, you guys have some place to camp for the night. Give me... Perception rolls. Or, or, sorry. There's gonna be... Two watches in the night. Two people give me perception rolls. Alright, I will. You already will do the second. <laughs> Alright, Doug. 22. Nice. 17. 
Okay. <laughs> you just got an okay. <laughs> that ah! sucks. <laughs> 17 is lower than a 22. What, what do you, you want You were like, Durak, good job. No one, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good job, Durak. He did a great job. Yardy, spit on you. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just incredibly disappointed. Durak, during your watch, you see something uh, approaching from the woods. It's a small mound of a creature, kind of. And uh, as it approaches, you see it's it's just kind of lumbering slowly towards you. And before it gets too close, it collapses um, on the edge of your camp. Durak goes over to the thing and kneels down beside it and like pokes it and tries to figure out what it is. In front of you is a little mushroom person. They've got it's like the stalk splits off into little nubby arms and legs with a little flat face on it and a big mushroom cap. It appears to be dead. As it's laying there, it lets out a kind of a puff of s'more uh s'mores. <laughs> the best a puff. puff. The best puff. You want to puff puff past this. <laughs> no, sorry. The slogan would be you don't want to puff puff past this. It Let's out a puff of spores. Uh, and I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Miss everybody? Just you. Just me. I'm, I got resistance against poison and stuff too, right? I think so. Let me see here. It's never been easy. Never. It's never it never has been. Apparently not. I don't. Oh, you might not be a high enough level, Druid. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything cool. Um, just my it's con. Right. Um, I mean, it's still gonna be a 23. You do breathe in these spores, but it, it's just, besides just kind of being annoying, they don't really, they don't really seem to hurt you. It's, it's like, you, you inhaled, you know, a big old thing of dust, you just coughing a little bit, but you do hear a belabored voice in your head. It just kind of whispers free us please free us and it just repeats that over and over until it, it just dies like it's it's completely gone give me a survival check real quick correct natural 20 this is not a warforged this is real this is a living being okay Dirac who doesn't like the cut of, doesn't like the cut of this place's jib <laughs> has uh now that he knows that this is a real thing that's been it's been killed I mean, he turns around and goes anybody else hear that it sounded like it was saying free us like you didn't hear nobody like the little mushroom guy saying free us y'all didn't hear nothing about that I think everybody else was asleep it was your watch oh damn hey hey fellas wake up wake up guys wake up and Durak wakes them all up hey this mushroom over here. This mushroom over here is dead. It ain't no robot, though. It's a real mushroom. Okay, well, hold. I need a moment. Is this a crazy-ass dream, or is this real? Holy shit. No, it's real. It's real, Cash. Siggy, Siggy pokes Cash with one of her fingers and gives a small little electric shock. Duh! Just, just, it's real. <laughs> Jesus, Siggy, come on. You gotta give me some... Listen, I don't, I don't want a repeat of, like, a few weeks ago when you did that you, yeah. listen I don't want to go into details but I just it took me forever to clean the room okay I, <sighs> Yardy walks over to it and nuzzles it with his nose pushes it is there I mean just for his own edification does, is that enough information for him to know that that Durak is telling the truth that like this thing is not a war forged and it is some kind of creature give me a constitution saving throw and then give me a survival check or sorry a nature check Ooh, boy okay so the con saving throw is a 19 okay and the nature check is also a 19 you don't take any damage you do get another puff of these spores you don't get words 
you do get a pleading feeling as you're touching it. Underdark creatures are strange. Not all of them are warm, but it's something about this one you know it's real. Yardi's connection to Salune is is really about fighting for the uh, oppressed, like fight, fighting for people who can't fight for themselves. I would I would almost ask to make like a religion check to see if this is something that Salune has put on his path to show that he is not just here to solve a problem, but to fight for those being uh, oppressed by Tilstray. You can you can absolutely try. Surprisingly, I have a plus zero on religion. I'll be honest, that seems to be the way with a lot of clerics and paladins I know. Ooh, that's a ten. That's a, that's a ten. Can I add an inspiration die? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna inspire Barty. I'm gonna pull out my loot while he's. I see him start to pray, and it's kind of like this. It's spooky nighttime, and it's weird. So, I start playing my lute to just like tune out all the weird. I'd say forest sounds, but I don't know the mushroom, fake forest, whatever sounds. And there's forest sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's weird chitterings and uh, gurgles. What's your inspiration die? Uh, 1d8. Ooh, that could be good. Okay. You're gonna need a 7 or an 8. Oof. It is a 7. Just just knowing what you know about Salune and sending signs and things, you are you don't really get the sense that this is a sign from her, but you do get the sense that this is something, you know, you would take on yourself as her champion. Yardy turns around to Cash playing his loot and just walks over, kind of sensing Cash's trepidation of being in this dark place that doesn't really have the noises that they're used to. And he just curls himself around Cash as he's playing and and tries to warm him up so that he can sleep better. Cash is like, the sniffles. <laughs> so I, I know it's sad. It is dying isn't isn't an easy thing to see, but it'll be okay. Yes, that's definitely what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> the next day comes, and the trail, surprisingly, is not hard to keep following. As you uh, go down it, you do see in the distance off of the trail, there is a small cabin. Anyone, just one person, give me a perception check. I'll do it. I haven't done. You guys did the last two, so... Oh, boy. Oh, 23. Okay. You see in the distance, just outside of this hut, like, walk, uh, walking through the makeshift door, you see a strange, tall being with a purple head and tentacles on its face going to a planter in front of its window and it grabs a flower and goes back into the cabin. Did any... I really gotta get used to this upper dark place. That is the craziest shit. Everything I see next thing I see is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Okay. That's clearly someone's home. I don't... Should we bother? Do we need provisions? Siggy looks and says, what? What did you see? You guys didn't see... Okay, and I recount what I have just seen. It just seems like they're going about their business. Is it... feels rude. It just seems... Siggy says... So it, it had, like, an octopus head? Yeah. It had, like, a like an octopus head. Big time. Big time octopus head. I mean, not that was big. Oh. It's just fu- fully an octopus on its face. Oh, man. Oh, oh, that's crazy. I'm gonna use the bathroom um, real quick. And you, you see her going towards this cabin. She says, I'm definitely not gonna go investigate. I'm definitely not just just Sticky. gonna go Sticky, and get- do... Sticky, no! Sticky, don't- so- Yardy and Durak took a bunch of lessons for 
Professor Godborn, how much did we study the Underdark? A little. What, Wait, not what, too much. Would Yardy, off of the description that Cash just gave, know whether or not to be scared or concerned about this? Give me a a nature check with disadvantage. Oof. Oof. Roll it again, because it could be worse. Uh, an 11 is the lowest. You are not familiar with this thing, and Sugi has begun sprinting on Cherry towards it. Direct lopes after. Yeah, Cash is running after Siggy. I'm like, they're minding their own business! They have a garden! Siggy, no! Siggy, come on! What are you going to say? Oh, jeez. Yardy, hurry up. Do your cat sprint or whatever. Come on. Yardy chases after all of them, but he's he's really more interested in the person than concerned about what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you guys catch up, Siggy is knocking on the door of this cabin. The door has opened, and in this doorway is... A mind flare. Fuck. And it it looks to all of you, and uh, it says, "Hello. Ah, uh, to what do I owe the pleasure of guests?" I'm sorry. Could you speak up? I, there's someone yelling. There's so much yelling in my head right now. Uh and catches his eyes just like twitching while he's trying to focus. <laughs> Is your friend all right? I may have medicine. Is he mad? <laughs> Yardy looks at Cash and looks at Durak and looks at the person in the door and just says, uh, he's uh, mad attractive. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are you? I, uh, <laughs> what? Siggy, Siggy, like as you're saying this, Siggy is like Cherry is up high, just identifying this thing, taking measurements. There's a there's a set of calipers that has come out. There there's like test tubes getting viscous fluids off its head, and she says, "Yeah, what are you?" I I can't think of anything better than knocking on someone's door, and being like. What the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am Galt the Wizened. I am a mind flayer who has lived outside of Grimvale since the creation of the park. Durak looks over at Yardy and he elbows him. And he goes, So that's what a mind flayer is? Shit, they don't look like much trouble to me. Because <laughs> he's heard it. about them, but he's never seen one. And yeah. he's heard all the horrible things that they can do, but this one, they don't seem so bad. I I do want to say, this this is coming through your minds. He's not speaking. You don't see lips moving. In fact, you don't see lips at all. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> but you, you hear these voices, this voice in your mind. He raises uh, a hand... And uh, goes to place one finger on your forehead. Uh, and he says, May I aid? No, Kool-Aid, I'm fine. Uh, I've had, a, I've actually had too many liquids today. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it's, it. It's such a weird way of saying that. <laughs> I've had too many liquids today. Well, Cash Super can't hear him, so he's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yardy, Yardy looks very <laughs> apprehensive at the hand and goes, I don't know what's going on with my friend, but, um, are you able to, to help? Do we owe you anything? Is, is Grimvale that way? We don't need to hold up your time. Uh, Flayer, Flayer, and he looks at Durak, Flayer of Mines. Galt. Galt is the name. <laughs> excuse, excuse me, Galt. <laughs> yeah. Fear not, I, I am not a real illithid. I am just another machination of the par. And he actually uh, ra like he moves his cloak uh, to uncover his body and you see Warforged mechanics 
and and he puts it back. I have no ability to harm you as a real mind flayer. I I am merely a construct. Cash points at Galt and looks at his party and goes, it's not even real. It's not. Did he say that? <laughs> it's a robot. It's one of those actor matronic things. The uh, the voices stop for Cash and uh, he, Galt lowers his hand and he says, very well. I... I'm just here to do research. I am a, a part of some stories, but looking at you, I don't think I'm a part of any of your... I mean, free the Elder One, am I right? And I wink at him. The Elder One? He goes into his um, his cabin and gestures for you to come in. Ziggy is very close behind him. But you can see from the doorway as well, he has maps on the wall, and notes on desks about the Elder One. There are a lot of circles around three places. Grimvale, Bulwark's Gulch, and Lowry, the place at the top of the hill. And he says, I have been following this for some time. The Elder One comes to me in dreams. You know of you know of the Elder One. We're getting acclimated with the Elder One. I'm more acclimated with the Usurper, but I don't want to get into that right now. It's been a long... Oh my gosh, how long has it been that we've been dealing with this? Oh my gosh, someone else talked about this. I can't yet. It's still fresh. It's so fresh. The Usurper? I'm familiar with that story. You... Follow the usurper to get revenge for the drow priestess for taking out the their elder one. Yardy just leans around Cash. Tell me more. T- tell you what to. I want. Are you? Ta- are, I mean, is he talking to me? <laughs> I mean, uh, do you happen to know the usurper's name? We uh, we have the first clue from the mission from previous. M- missions? Is that how this works, Cash? I don't understand. Are we playing quests, or are they giving us quests? At some point, I knew the usurper's name, but it's lost to me now. I'm unfamiliar. Moth. Moth. I still have nothing. Listen, I must be going. I have a meeting. I really can't cancel. I've I've called out three times already. It's a very nice, very nice Durgar woman that I really think I have a chance with, despite the fact that neither of us are real. Don't do it, pal. Women, they're just out to get you. <laughs> listen, listen, don't judge me. Don't kink shame me. Listen, listen, all they'll do is they'll suddenly become the usurper and they will leave you high and dry and then you will insult some priestess and get wrapped up in some, you know what? Okay, it really sounds like you're projecting your problems into my relationship. Yardy is grabbing cash by like the collar and he's just pulling him out of the cabin and he's like signaling to Durak like oh thank thank you for your advice we're going to Grimvale thank you very much it's been a very helpful conversation with you we're going to find you sir we're going to kill her have a good day bye bye he looks as you guys are leaving and and Siggy looks at him and she uh she holds out her hand and she says Siggy Widgets it was a pleasure to meet you he shakes her hand as well but albeit very awkwardly because her hand is small and he also doesn't really shake hands a lot and uh he nods and walks out of his cabin in an opposite direction with the flower he picked in his lapel which hand did siggy shake with i have completely forgotten it's on her left hand or her right hand okay sure enough you see his cabin is right outside of Grimvale, and the drow priestess is waiting for you outside of a secret entrance. She looks at you and she says, 
Are you ready? Are you ready to overthrow the usurper for us? You will be hailed as kings. And whatever the fuck you are, she points at Sigi. And Sigi says, hurtful, okay? <laughs> but the priestess says, are you ready? This this tunnel will take us straight to the throne. Durak stops and he looks at her and he goes, now hold on a minute. We going to stop the usurper because the usurper's bad? Or are we going to go stop the usurper so we can be kings? Because I ain't interested in being no king. You will have riches or whatever. I don't give a shit what you get out of this. We need the usurper gone. Why do you need the usurper gone? She killed the elder one. Who's the elder one? Matron Veth. All right. So, look, I want to be helpful here. And he looks back at Yardy and um, Cash and Siggy. And he sort of shakes his head and he goes, but I don't. I don't exactly know what we're doing this for. Seems to me this fellow right here is fomenting treason. And uh, if we're going to be part of that, I want to make sure we're doing the right thing. Siggy looks at Durak and she says, very quietly, she says, I mean, just because we go in there doesn't mean we have to fight her, right? Yardi looks at the team and says, if anything, addressing the moth problem will give us the next clue to the Elder One issue that is plaguing the Upper Dark. This seems like the logical first step into solving our entire quest. That's good enough for Durak. Cash casts message and points at Durak because Durak and I had that conversation about Moth previously and Cash whispers Look, if this just gets us closer to Moth, we can figure out the truth. We don't have to do anything rash. Durak looks at you real serious and uh, and says, I won't let nobody hurt you. Cash uh, nods to Durak and then uh, looks at the priestess and says, Yes, we're ready. We'll take her out. The priestess nods uh, and she leads you all through this system of tunnels in the drow house before you reach a tapestry and she rips it out of the way and you are in the throne room of this drow house sitting upon a stone dais in the shadows is uh, a, a figure the priestess points at her and yells, Your reign ends here, usurper filth! I have brought a party of adventurers to thwart your rule! And the shadowed drow woman steps into the light of glowing mushrooms. She is old and haggard and definitely not the moth you were expecting. Your attempts are futile, feeble priestess, not moth says. For even now, my plan is coming to fruition. In a few short moments' time, my scouts will have the heart and staff, and we will blot out the sun of the surface world. Drow will become the dominant race all across the material plane. (laughs) And the scene freezes, and you see a dwarf... Another one of those programmers holding a a large, you know, slate tablet coming out. He says, I don't understand what's wrong with this. This seems fine. This seems like a fine storyline for the whole thing. And coming out from behind the scenes is a familiar moth saying, no, this is a racist stereotype that you are attributing to the drow people. This is worse than the accent you gave them. The, the, storyline of blotting out the sun is not a drow story. It's a plot given to most mind flayers in history. It's it's not a drow thing. Next thing you know, you'll be bringing back the accent or, or digging into the trope that drow female fall for adventurers hundreds of years younger than them. Cash casts Eldritch Blast at a wall. Not towards anybody. Just to get attention. Moth, you see her crossbow extend from her bracer 
and she aims it in your direction. And when she sees it's you, she says, We'll speak of the devil and he shall appear. Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Hallman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening.